You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Irish, your daily Notre Dame athletics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode, we have some crazy news of a former Big Ten quarterback deciding to graduate transfer to Notre Dame. We're going to talk about that as well as Aaron Banks earning more pre-draft recognition after his declaring for the NFL draft. He is going to be heading to the Senior Bowl. And then to wrap us up, we were planning on doing an interview talking about the Georgia Tech basketball game that is supposed to be played tonight. However, we're just going to be talking about the fact that that game was postponed. Before we get to that, folks, I am Joe DeLeon, former college long snapper from the University of Rhode Island, and Ryan is the director of scouting at NFL Draft Bible. So Monday nights, we sadly were not able to get this on the Tuesday show, as you were probably wondering, oh, why weren't they talking about it? Because it was pretty big news. Happened a little bit too late, so we weren't able to provide a reaction for the Tuesday episode. On Monday night, Jack Cohn, former Wisconsin quarterback, announces he's transferring to Notre Dame as a grad transfer. He's 6'3", 221 pounds, former three-star recruit from New York. As I said, one year of eligibility remaining, and he has 18 games started under his belt. That also includes missing this past season after suffering a foot injury in camp and did not play any of 2020. So I thought it was pretty interesting to see this. I'm a little bit worried to hear what Ryan has to say because Ryan's not the biggest (laughs) fan of this move. I'm just going to keep it at this, and I'm going to let you talk, Ryan. We don't know for sure if he's going to start yet. Tyler Buckner could beat him out. Hell, Drew Pine could beat him out. Any of those things could happen. Yeah, it's not like a certainty that the second Jack Cohn comes on campus that he is definitely going to be the starting quarterback. And we know that we've been talking about this for a couple weeks, about the potential of them bringing in a grad transfer, because right now, until Tyler Buckner gets on campus, and even when Tyler Buckner does get on campus, we're talking about a freshman, a redshirt freshman in Drew Pine that played very sparingly this year, and then a redshirt sophomore in Brendan Clark, who has not played much, as well as Ron Paulus III, who is another incoming freshman. So there's no real there's no real experience on this roster. There's no starting experience on this roster. So it makes sense that they're going to dip their, their toes into the transfer market, especially with what it looks like right now. Now, we thought it might be another potential quarterback that was uh, rumored to be transferred, but we have now Jack Cohn op- opting and making that decision to come to Notre Dame. So on the outside looking in, the positives of Jack Cohn, 18-game starter at Wisconsin. He has experience running in a pro-style system. He is a big quarterback at six foot three, listed probably six foot two, 220 plus pounds. So he has good size to him, brings size to the position that we haven't had in a couple of years. He is an accurate quarterback. He is decisive, gets the ball out of his hand quick, completed over 70% of his passes in 2019 with 18 touchdowns, only five interceptions. So he was a very consistent passer, which is good. Why I'm not incredibly excited is I want to see what Tyler Buckner has. Because I think next year, what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of first-year starters. We're going to see a lot of guys transitioning 
into bigger roles because we're losing a lot of starting players this year. Defense, Adi Ogandiji, Dalen Hayes, Nick McLeod, Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. Offense, you're losing four or five starting offensive linemen. Your quarterback, Ian Book. Like It's going to be a bit of a reload year. It's not going to be where you have a ton of starting experience coming back. So in that type of year where maybe you're going to take a few lumps, I would rather see our young, talented quarterback, even though it doesn't typically happen where true freshmen start, I would like in that, that year to maybe be in the warmer for what is going to come next. Bringing in a guy like Jack Cohn for me is almost a move as to say, hey, man, we have a talented team coming back, a bunch of starting experience. We want a one-year stopgap here because Jack Cohn is good enough to take us on a potential playoff run. For me, I don't think the timing makes sense. I don't think the window makes sense. And this is no slight to Jack Cohn because I do think he's a solid starting quarterback on the college level. But I don't think that it makes sense when you marry his experience with a bunch of youth. I know a lot of people would disagree with that because they'll say, oh, he's going to be able to be the leader in the room, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. But I don't think that Jack Cohn is going to transcend this team, this offensive unit, to being a very good offense just because he started a few games. I think that this is just a coaching staff saying, hey, we don't have a starter that has a, any sort of starting experience, any starting options, so let's bring in a Jack Cohn. I think Jack Cohn will do a fine job for Notre Dame. I don't think that it makes sense for where Notre Dame's team is going to be next year with a young football team to start a one-year senior quarterback when you have a guy like Tyler Buckner coming in who is a young guy that maybe will take his lumps next year, but... 2022 might be where you see huge dividends to playing the young freshman. So my counter argument to this is I'm not particularly a fan of starting a true freshman quarterback. And I had indirectly heard, and I can't say who and who specifically that they were interested in a different quarterback that was a starter in another big conference at another bigger school. That didn't end up happening. So again, I was not shocked. I had a feeling based on having heard this, someone was going to end up coming as a transfer. Had no idea that it was going to be Jack Cohn. Mm -hmm. Knowing that, I kind of understood the philosophy. You already talked about that a little bit, Ryan. But for me, as, as talented as Tyler Buckner is, and as good as we hope that he can be and turn into a really good star, the quarterback position is very different than any other position. It's not like an offensive lineman or a defensive tackle or maybe a corner where if you're a really good athlete, you can step in and you could probably do a pretty good job. Maybe you'll make some mistakes, but your athleticism is going to help you be successful and play at a high level. I'm concerned if you start a true freshman, Tyler Buckner, that he's not going to give you the quality of play that you need to be successful. And I, I, he'd probably do a fantastic job, make some really good plays, but there's always going to be a level of a learning curve. There's very, very few guys who have stepped in immediately as true freshmen and had a huge impact. Trevor Lawrence is, in my opinion, an exception. You know, he's one of the few guys that was actually able to do that. And he didn't even start right, start right away because most coaching staffs are inclined to start veterans over a true freshman. And once he took over, he did really well. I would just rather Tyler Buckner get settled because that freshman year of college is, is, is wild. It's, it's, it's confusing. It's a complete shift in your lifestyle. Instead of 
going to class for eight hours in high school and then practicing after school and then playing a game on Fridays, football becomes your life and then you have to find ways to manage your classes around it. I am somebody who, as a true freshman, I thought that I was going to play. And I know being a log snapper is a completely different position than the, than the quarterback position. But I can tell you right now, in hindsight, I shouldn't have played any games as a, tr- as a true freshman. I was not nearly as mentally or physically developed as I was when I was later on in my career. I would rather see, and again, it's a completely different position, I'd rather see Tyler Buckner get comfortable before and, and let somebody like Jack Cohn come in and take his lumps and and deal with any complications. Let him handle it instead of a true freshman. No, I, I get that. And and if we're if we're if the trajectory is this, Jack Cohn for a year, Tyler Buckner red shirts, redshirt freshman, we'll see if he starts for two to three years, whatever it is, depending on how well he does. I'm good there. I'm good. My biggest thing though, and I've talked about this several times with this coaching staff, is they always clamor to experience over talent sometimes. Talk about that at the wide receiver position a bunch, at the quarterback position even. My biggest concern here is that Jack Cohn for a year, that's a given, I think, at this point. I I think that he's probably a very heavy favorite to start. Then, Drew Pine is going to be a redshirt sophomore. Brendan Clark is going to be a redshirt junior. I don't think it's a given that Tyler Buckner is the starting quarterback in 2022 if if you take that step. I don't think it's a given and my biggest fear at that point is we're getting into Phil Dracovic area where, hey, Drew Pine's a solid starting quarterback. Okay, wait, wait. I don't Tyler mean to cut Buckner's out of here. I don't mean to cut you off, but Drew Pine is not starting over Tyler Buckner in I'm any sh- universe. In I'm any sh- universe. I'm sure there's some people thought about that with Ian Book as well and Phil Dracovic. No I'm way. sure. Joe, I'm just but, saying, man. Wait, I'm but, just saying. But Ian Book played and had already previously played. Drew Pine is going to come in with a compet- with a quote competition with Tyler Buckner. We we all know who's going to be the better quarterback in that situation. The only reason Cone is going to have an advantage here is because he's a grad transfer. What if Cone be- What if Cone struggles or doesn't play that well, and then Drew Pine comes in because he's the next man up, and then he plays well? Do you think it's a given? Do you think it's a given? I'm then? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm hoping Tommy Rees does not do something. I'm hoping that he's smart enough to not do something like that. Just saying. Drew Pine seems like a great kid, but we know that he is not going to be a starting quarterback at Notre Dame. He's just not. He's five foot eleven. Nice recruit th- to grab. grab some, pe- but he's- some people thought the same about Ian Book, man. We'll see how that turned out. I know it's slightly different, co- a, a slightly different situation. I get it. Okay. I'm just worried about this coaching staff with what I've seen about sometimes clamoring again to that experience over talent. That's just my biggest concern. I don't disagree with that. Well, how about this? If if it's a, a Phil Dracovic situation and we end up banging our head against the wall in frustration because he announces he's leaving because Drew Pine is the starting quarterback, then you know I think I would give you the ultimate permission to completely bash the decision-making of the coaching staff. But for now, let's just see how things turn out. I think the, the level-headed thing that would happen is Pine would take over after Cone starts this year. I think that's probably the, the best thing to... Per- Buckner. Project. Oh, sorry, Buckner. My yes. apologies. I said Pine. My apologies. Now, I didn't mean to put that out there. But it's interesting, though, that we're getting Jack Cohn, who is completely separate from the typical mold that we see at quarterback. It's a lot of smaller guys, a lot of good athletes. Deshaun Kaiser was the one guy that doesn't really fit that mold. And we're now getting another similar player to Deshaun Kaiser. And the offense was pretty successful for a period of time when Kaiser was starting. Not that second year, but maybe Cohn steps in and, and having that 
proto uh, pro style type quarterback is enough to invigorate the offense something different from what we've seen over the last couple of years maybe that different viewpoint and that different style of play is enough to help this offense be successful in 2021 we're going to talk about Aaron Banks being named to the senior bowl before we get to that Ryan why don't you share a message with our listeners yeah and it's the same thing that I've been clamoring for and I'm I, I I'm really telling you people, if you have not taken advantage of Built Bar at this point, this is something I have been using long before I got on Locked On, uh, the Locked On Network, when I was listening to Locked On NFL Draft, Draft Dudes. These bars, these these protein bars, Built Bar, is even more delicious than it was before. Absolute best protein bar on the market. They come in 18 amazing flavors, including both nun, nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new flavors on top of the original. The six new ones include caramel brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. They literally have a flavor and a profile for every palate out there. They are equally as good for you as they good for you as they are delicious. They also have the 12 original flavors if you're a traditionalist. Some of the better ones include coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate cake, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, and my personal favorite, peanut butter brownie, the absolute best protein bar I've ever had. All of the bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy on the go, especially in the new year. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in one of these delicious treats. All the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, but high in protein, high-fiber, and they're also great for the keto diet. Peanut butter, for instance, one of the better bars. 19 grams of protein, but only 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, only five gram net carbs. Other bars like Coconut Almond, Cherry Barcia, Cookies and Cream all have very similar nutritional facts just to show you how good they are for you while also tasting so delicious. Built Bar has now also reset the promo code for the relaunch. You can now get a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last. So go take advantage of that offer while you can. Definitely advise for that. You can now go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On. That's all capital Locked On. And you'll get 20% off of your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Twenty twenty is mercifully over and it is time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Also, folks, make sure you subscribe to our show so you can stay up to date. And also leave us a review. would really appreciate the positive feedback if you enjoy listening to us. So Aaron Banks, another member of of this Notre Dame offensive line is invited to the Senior Bowl. And I think this is probably going to be the last Notre Dame invite unless something crazy pops up. But after he declares for the NFL draft, he is now going to be a part of this Senior Bowl group. And Ryan, if I'm correct right now, he's the third guy. We've got Robert Hainsey. We've got Liam Eikenberg. So now we have three offensive linemen in the group now. Yeah, and I thought maybe Tommy Kramer would even be a guy that might get an invite. The minute, though, that Aaron Banks opted to declare for the 2021 NFL Draft, I was trying to remember, you know, just off the top of my head, if he was a guy 
that had enrolled early in class because, you know, usually that would mean that he would be graduating in December. I wasn't sure what his track was. I wasn't sure if he had graduated early enough to qualify for the Senior Bowl. But it was just so funny. We saw him, you know, two, uh, two nights ago declare late in night. And then the next morning, he's a Senior Bowl guy. So obviously that, that decision and that, um, that decision by Jim Nagy moved very quickly for a guy who, I mean, we've been talking about for the last few weeks just how underrated and dominant he's been, a couple American honors, and now the Senior Bowl. I think he's going to be one of the higher drafted offensive guards in the class. I think he has day two potential. I'm happy to see him go down to Mobile because I think people are really going to really fall in love with him. And usually this isn't the case in the one-on-ones. Usually you're talking about offensive tackles really being the big winners of those types of types of groups. But I think that him with that background as for being a left tackle recruit, he's going to show how athletic he is inside. He's going to stifle some of the more talented pass rushers as interior pass rushers that are going to be down in Mobile. And I think he's going to do an excellent job. I think he's going to make himself a lot of money. And I think ultimately, again, day two prospect, because you see some flashes of him. He's not a finished product, but what you see is size, 6'5", 330. You saw even in, this, in, in, the, uh, in the playoff game against Alabama on that screen from Chris Tyree, he is hauling it, dude. For a guy that big to be that athletic in space, kid has all the makings of a potential Pro Bowl guard at the next level. I think that highly of him. I think that in the right system, the right scheme, whether it is a power scheme, whether it is a zone scheme, he has the size and athleticism to do whatever you want for him. He's kind of a scheme-diverse player, and I'm just really happy to see him get that senior bowl nod because I think he could be one of the big winners among the interior offensive line group back down in Mobile. Yeah, that's that's the key thing for me here. He hasn't been talked about a ton in terms of one of the top interior prospects in this year's class. Instead, you hear a lot about you know Trey Smith. You hear about Wyatt Davis, Creed Humphrey, Obviously, Aaron Banks is not going to be playing center, but he is the type of a player that he shows out. He comes to the Senior Bowl. He can make a lot of money, as you said, in those one-on-ones. I really do believe because he got this invite and he accepted it, he is going to be on that list of players that stands out during the week. Because overall, I mean, the guy is very technically sound. He's a, he's a very good athlete, as you talked about. And you put that in those one-on-one drills, that's, that's where linemen make their money. That's, you, you talk about, you hear about like an Aaron Donald a couple of years ago. He was considered to be a, a big uh, you know, quality prospect, but he pushed himself into that top 15 conversation because he dominated those one-on-ones. So if, if Aaron Banks comes in here, which he's probably going to do, do really well in those one-on-one drills, he'll probably end up leaving there with possibly a whole round bump in his his draft stock if he, if he has a really, really good week. Yeah, and it's tough to forecast, you know, obviously to 2022 what the interior offensive line class will, will look like. Right now, though, for 2021, you mentioned a couple of guys, the Trey Smiths, the Wyatt Davises, the Creed Humphreys, Josh Myers from Ohio State. Like, there's a lot of really talented interior players. That's why the only reason I was like slightly surprised, j- just because you know he's, he is entering a talented group. But I think that w- once guys get real eyes on him and they see that combination of size and athleticism, I think he's going to be a huge riser. I really do. And especially, I mean, he's going to be a riser just on the simple fact of is anybody talking about him? Like, you don't see many guys on Twitter or just in the media in general 
talk much about Aaron Banks. So the minute that some guys get real eyes on him and say like, oh, this guy's legit. Like he's not in the shadows of Liam Eikenberg anymore. He's not in the shadows of Robert Hainsey and even Tommy Cream or Jared Patterson, like so many NFLers that he's playing with. Again, I think when he really asserts himself, now Liam Eikenberg is always going to be the left tackle. So that's going to you know hold a lot of weight as it should. Aaron Banks plays a position that is a little undervalued. But I think for what they do as players, I would argue that Aaron Banks is a better football player doing what he does than what Liam Eikenberg does at left tackle. And that, you know, that's the one interesting thing you mentioned nobody's talking about him. I think part of that is I think a lot of people didn't think he was going to declare and he decides to declare and and now he's going to have a lot of people doing their homework on him and you have more people do the homework on him. And I think the media is definitely going to like him coming from a school that typically produces really good offensive linemen. We'll see how his projection goes. And that is 1000% something we're going to cover. We're going to talk about these draft prospects throughout the entire process because that's our background. We talk a lot about an NFL draft outside of this show. So you can guarantee that we are going to have the most NFL draft coverage out of any Notre Dame podcast Uh, out there on the market. Are you ready for the NFL playoffs? Are you also ready for the NBA and college basketball to kick into full swing? We're getting really close to these NFL playoffs, though, folks, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we can trust. That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't be the guy like me, guys, where I would always give my friends advice and I would hand out free money and I wouldn't make those bets myself. I could have made myself uh, probably a couple hundred dollars with the amount of weekly bets that I gave to my friends every single week that ended up hitting. Don't hit on the sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Wednesdays on Locked On NFL take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rappian are joined every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk about prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Also hit that subscribe button for us as well, folks. So, folks, now for the third time this season in ACC play specifically, we've had a last-second postponement. That game specifically was the one that was supposed to be played tonight, January 6th, because of COVID issues and positive tests in the Georgia Tech program this game has to be postponed until a further date we don't even truly know when the Syracuse game is expected to be played additionally the Pitt game has not had a a date put out there as well as there's probably not a lot of time to figure out when the next availability is for a game to be played and honestly this is just the the landscape of what we're going to be dealing with and three when you have three of these in a short period of time right around the New Year's break, right around the winter break for students, it has to be at least talked about and brought up. We're at a point here where we're going to continue to see this, and I would honestly not be surprised by the end of the season 
there's five and maybe even ten games on the final schedule that straight up have not been played. Notre Dame's already not too far off from that number. It's just a matter of if they're able to take the time to reschedule and fit some of these specific ACC games in before the ACC tournament. That, that in all honesty, for me, is what scares me a little bit because if games keep getting postponed like this, do we get to a point where college basketball and conferences decides to say, all right, we're going to take some time and make sure everybody's healthy and we're going to try and adjust some of the protocols so we don't have any more of these issues. That is something that we can't say definitively. I can't say definitively. And we've already seen that they've made little effort in doing something like that. Uh, today, we were actually supposed to be joined by and having an interview with uh, from the Georgia Tech SB Nation blog, their basketball expert was going to come on and talk with us a little bit about the game and help us preview it. But because of this cancellation, we're not even going to be touching on it or even previewing it. Instead, we're sitting here reacting to news that popped up in the middle of the day on Tuesday. Right now, Notre Dame's next game is expected to be at Virginia Tech. That is going to be a 6 p.m. game. And heck, I would honestly not put too much stock in that game even being played. I would not be surprised if we end up crossing the bridge of dealing with yet another cancellation. Hopefully that's not the case, and we're going to do what we can to prepare you for that, keep you updated, because you know right now that is what the focus is, because Notre Dame football is done, basketball is now in full swing, basketball has a little bit of momentum after a close loss to North Carolina, and this Georgia Tech game was a perfect opportunity for them to get an easier win in the ACC. Instead, they lose out on that. Virginia Tech is still a good opponent, but I, I would consider that additionally to be a winnable basketball game for this Fighting Irish program. So, folks, that's going to be it from us on today's show. Uh, coming up in the week, we're going to talk a little bit of women's basketball and hockey. We're going to start doing just a weekly check-in and updating everybody on everything. If you just want to hear little tidbits on some of the other programs that aren't the football and basketball programs, just to keep, again, everybody updated uh, for a segment on Thursday and then also on Friday. If you haven't done so already, folks, make sure you hit that subscribe button just to stay up to date so you don't miss any episodes. And also, please leave us a positive review. If you like listening to the show, if you like what Ryan and I have to say, please leave us a review. Leave us a five-star rating. It really helps us out. It helps the show grow. It helps us improve um, our audience and the amount of people that, that listen to us. Additionally, folks... If you're looking for something else to tune into, head on over to Locked On NFL as they are transitioning to talking about the playoff picture, what to expect with the playoffs this weekend. Enjoy the rest of your day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow.